Hey everyone, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. Uh, I want to talk about a vacation that I just took with my family. Um, it was a cruise and we just got back yesterday and it was pretty intense. And I want to talk a little bit about bright line eating on a cruise and I want to talk about some of the lessons that I learned because um, I learned a lot of lessons, so many lessons that I actually made an Evernote and wrote down the lessons because we're going to do a cruise like this next year again and I want to do it pretty differently. Uh, yeah, I learned a lot of stuff. So uh, first of all, we drove down from Rochester, New York down to Cape Canaveral, Florida. We drove because even though we tried to book our plane tickets months in advance, they were $1,100, $1,200 each, and there's five of us in our family, me, David, our twins, Alexis and Zoe, and our little one, Maya. We have five, and there's no way we, were, we could not afford to spend $5,500 on plane tickets, um, $6,000, whatever it was. It was like $1,100, $1,200 a ticket. Yeah, no way. So we drove. Um, so the vacation started out intense enough in a car on the way down. Now that was all right. We we did a road trip over the summer with our kids. We drove out to California. Um, I've gotten pretty good at just packing my food, and you know when it's meal time, I just eat you know my food that's already weighed and measured, and that goes pretty easily. And um, so this time David drove through the night, so we got there in like just 20 straight hours of driving, pretty much. Um, so we arrived and we got on the cruise ship. It was a Disney cruise, which I don't know if you've you know heard about these things. They're they're pretty nice. I mean, they're um, the they have a really international um, crew of you know people from 65 countries, and people are really well trained and really happy to be there. And everybody loves kids so much. It's you know if you've got kids, it's a pretty ideal way to immerse them in a very safe, loving environment that's super fun and super tailored to them. And um, there was just a lot of good about it. The cruise ship itself was beautiful. There were nice areas for adults to be on their own if they wanted to. The, there's fun things for the kids to do all the time. And um, we got on the ship and what I noticed was, well, first of all, I went in with a pledge. There was a no technology for seven days pledge, like seven consecutive 24 hour periods, zero technology. I actually powered off my phone powered down my laptop. My kids and I did a little celebratory dance outside the cruise ship. We like, woo, no technology, no technology um, for me. They had their iPads, so they were playing their little games, but um, they were so excited that I wasn't gonna be working on this cruise. And they didn't even believe me. Alexis was like, mommy, are you gonna work all the time on this cruise? And I said, no, honey, I'm not gonna work at all. And she looked at me like she couldn't even assimilate that notion. And she was like, well, you'll maybe just have to do one call you'll maybe have to do a call. <laughs> and I said, no, honey, I'm not gonna do any calls. Like, I'm no technology at all. So I, I powered everything off, we did our celebratory dance, we got on the ship. And then what I noticed was, day after day after day, my thinking got more and more negative. Like, I was noticing all of the flagrant overconsumption, people eating crappy food. And it wasn't that I wanted to eat the crappy food. It was just that it was kind of just grossly flagrant, right? Just just so much um, ill health and, you know, like just people eating with abandon and, you know, not looking healthy, seeming healthy. My kids were eating crap. 
and it just started to weigh on me and I just started to think you know and the the sort of artificiality of the environment and it was cramped quarters and um, really crowded and it just started to feel like bleh. it just sort of started to feel like the sort of epitome of Western civilization gone to excess in a way that's like not healthy and and you know, there's friends of Bill W. meetings, which are like 12-step meetings um, that are led by whoever shows up. Like if someone shows up, it, the meeting happens. And I went every morning. There were only 30-minute meetings, and I went every single morning. Sometimes someone else showed up. Sometimes two or three other people showed up. Sometimes nobody else showed up. But I was there all seven mornings, and I was sharing about this negativity. I was like, you guys, my my thinking is just negative. Like I recognize that you know, there's a lot of good around me and I'm not seeing it. I'm just seeing the bad. I'm just seeing the bad. And, um, you know, the lesson in that for me is a lesson I learned a long time ago, but it got hammered home again, which is that reality doesn't really exist outside of our interpretation of it. I mean, there was all kinds of good and all kinds of bad in that environment, depending on, you know, the angle that you wanted to look at it from. And, you know, if I wanted to just focus on the negative, that was there for me. If I wanted to focus on the positive, that was there for me. And I couldn't snap myself out of the negative interpretation of, of my surroundings. Um, but it's such an important lesson to know. I'm, I'm so grateful that I knew this is my thinking. Like, I'm spinning all this in this way. Um, but I couldn't stop. <laughs> I kept sharing about it, but I couldn't stop. And um, about four days, my food was fine, and about four days into the cruise, um, it started to not be fine in the sense that I started to plan a binge. And I started to think, you know, um, I'm just going to eat this and I'm going to eat that and I'm going to sink into the food. And I started to like really, um, my, I, and I know this, this train of thinking, I've been there before. The food started to be my inevitable result. Like I'm about to eat, I'm about to eat. And I didn't want to eat. I don't. I, I actually went on a Disney cruise, a, a three-day one with my family last year, and I didn't make it with the food. I binged through. I made it for like a day and a half, and then I binged through the rest of it. And it was awful. It was horrible. Sneaking food, hiding food, over. It was awful. And um, I got back to Rochester and got right back on track right after that. But but the experience itself stayed with me, and I didn't want to do that again. I did not want to sink into the food on this cruise. And um, there I was, and I couldn't, you know, th there's this saying in 12-step programs that um, don't go into your head by yourself, it's a bad neighborhood. Like, don't, don't, don't go living in your own head for too long. You know, you're, you'll be stuck in a bad neighborhood. And, and that's what it felt like. It felt like I was really trapped inside my own thinking. And, um, and it felt like torture. It felt like kind of my own little hell inside my head. And I didn't know what to do about it. I couldn't seem to, I was journaling. I did a gratitude list, like all the good things about this cruise, all the good things about my husband. I started to try to force myself to, and I couldn't snap out of it. So my husband and I were up till one in the morning one night and I was about to eat. Like I was, I was, you know, they give you chocolate every single night. They make these animal towel origami things and they leave these towel animals on your bed after they turn down the bed when you come back to the room and, and then they leave chocolates all over it. And uh, David had been stashing them for the drive home for himself so he could stay awake. And so we had this like mountain of chocolate in our guest room and I was just, I was in my head, I was already, I'd already 
taken it. I already was, you know, stashing it in my purse and eating it. And um, I hadn't eaten, but I was there in my head. I don't know if you can relate to that. Like you haven't picked up the bite yet, but my thinking was off the rails. So it's one in the morning and um, I'm crying <laughs> and I'm sharing with David, you know, who he's seen me eat and he's seen me not eat. And I tell you, he prefers the Susan who's not eating. Like I am not someone who can take her comfort with food and just be normal and sane and just a little indulgent. Like when I am in the food, I'm, I'm an addict who's using. I'm miserable, I'm awful. And um, I'm like a, a vortex of um, uh, negative, like, you know, like I'm like a black hole. Like I can't participate in family life at all. So he was really eager for me to not eat, but he knows when I'm in that state, like his opinion doesn't really weigh in. I'm, I'm an addict like, you know, um, on a crash course with my own addictive destiny or whatever and he knows that like he can't say hey honey I would really prefer that you stick with your food plan you know and I'm like yeah I'm sure you would but you know I, I, I wish your vote had more pull here but it just doesn't so anyway there we were it's one in the morning and I realized I need to be in touch with my people I need to be in touch with my people and there was Wi-Fi on the boat I didn't know that there was going to be I thought that that I was going to be completely cut off anyway from the outside world but actually one of the things we learned when we got on the boat was there was a Wi-Fi package and for 89 bucks you could get 100 megabytes or whatever, 1,000 megabytes, whatever it was. You could pay and have access to Wi-Fi. And um, so it's one in the morning. We go to the customer service desk, which is open 24 hours, and we bought the Wi-Fi package and I got my cell phone out of the safe, the cell phone that we'd so ceremoniously shut down four days prior. And um, I powered it up. And, um, you know, I shut off automatic updates so we wouldn't suck down all the data from Dropbox and things like that updating. And um, I couldn't make phone calls. We were out in the Bahamas. Um, but I could use this app called Voxer, V-O-X-E-R. I don't know if you know this app, but it basically turns your phone into a walkie-talkie. So you can talk for however long, I think up to 15 minutes, and then the other person can hear it in real time. Or if they're not available to hear it right then, it just leaves like sort of the equivalent of like a text message, but a voice, a voice message. And it's just there for them, for them to hear whenever. So it was one in the morning on the East Coast. So I just figured, well, who do I know on the Pacific Coast? And I've got Lyndon, who's, you know, my Brightline Eating buddy, and she's in my Brightline Eating Mastermind group. And I've got Sage Levine, one of my best friends. And um, I've got several other amazing people on the Pacific Coast, on the West Coast. And um, I just started sending text messages like, um, you around? Hey, I need help. Are you there? Hey, I need help. Sage Levine, uh, Lyndon Morris Del Rio, they were right there. And they're like, hey, what's up? How are you? And I'm like, not good. I'm like, can you Vox? So we switched over to Voxer. And I just started to spew. I'm like, I'm negative. I'm, I'm already eating in my head. I haven't picked up the bite yet. And I just, I was crying and I was talking and Sage Levine was so sweet. She's like, I strongly think you should not eat sugar. You are an entrepreneurial goddess. You hold space for thousands of people. You have your book launch coming up in three weeks. You cannot afford to be eating sugar right now. And just FYI, lots of people who start living at this, you know, living the way you're living now, they get on a cruise and they feel like you're feeling. Like it is kind of a weird environment there on that cruise. You're not alone. And and suddenly, all of a sudden, I just felt, I felt myself getting righted, like, like snapped back into 